Hi, Sean. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Why? Because this segment has a play. A play? <laughs> a play. I've got a part. I have a part in it. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> You've even rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even have to sing. I don't even have to sing. No, there's not. It's oh, wait, not a I musical. Might, maybe, maybe you should sing. No, no singing. Oh, okay. We she made doesn't it, like that. All right. Our last episode had no singing. <gasps> it was a serious one. It was really serious. Yeah, but this one okay. might be kind of a little serious too. But sometimes it happens. Yeah, sometimes it happens. I'll make up for it this segment. Yeah, don't worry. She will. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, Sean. Oh, no. Sing- singing. There's already been singing. We're not even five minutes in. 30 this, seconds and in and she's singing. singing. <gasps> anyway, hi, Carrie. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Love to be here. Yay. See, I'm excited because this one... Is um, the official is tips for dealing with difficult or stubborn parents, and who has those? Not me. Me. Oh, (laughs) sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Look, we already know I talk about my parents. (laughs) My mom is all like, "Put me where you want." Mm -hmm. My dad's like, "I'll be fine forever." Exactly. Well, and (laughs) you know what? If you didn't have two of those, you're you're remarkably lucky, right? You know, remarkably lucky. But we'll talk a little bit about that today because Um, honestly, this topic is. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy, but it's yeah. it's also 100% reality. But this is the place that we need to do it because we'll make it light and fluffy for you with some really good information. Absolutely. Yes. So with that being said, can we do the play now? Yeah. All right. And awesome. take it away, darlings. I'm going to do a little opening here. So this is my, my theatrical voice. Um, so you want to have open discussions with your parents about how you're very worried about things that are going on in their home. You need to ask them if they would be okay if you can talk to them or perhaps maybe just get a little bit of a a background going, but you need to be insistent on some of these things. So let's go. Mom, I think you ought to get someone in here to help you. I can see you're having a lot of trouble walking and I think you should get someone a few days a week. I don't need that. I'm fine. I can take care of myself. I hold on to the furniture, and besides, I'm very careful. But you're going to fall. This isn't safe. Why won't you listen to me? You're being difficult as you always are. You're so stubborn. Ugh. Ugh. Exactly. So that's pretty typical of a conversation that goes on when you're starting to say to your parents, maybe we should, and usually get cut off at that point. Um, Or the, I love the one I get all the time. I'm not leaving my home. Uh, right. I want to stay in my home. I'm just, I'm, I built the, your my, your father built that house seventy years ago, and I'm. And I raised my children. You yep. children were raised in this house. How come you want to get? How come you want to make me give it up? Right. Mm. And honestly, we're not saying that these aren't absolutely true statements that are coming from our loved ones because it's true. Uh, these are things that are very difficult for them to even think about not being involved in. This is why we talk often. These conversations need to be started when our parents are like, oh, I don't know, 50, okay? Not when they're 75 and we are starting to be concerned. So one little side note, these conversations, if you don't want to get answers like this, need to start early. Need to start early. Right. Early. Mina, you better start asking me where I don't want to do. That's right. That's right. 50's creeping. I wasn't going to say that. Well, you know, honestly, there is an alternative way to approach the subject for your loved one losing their independence. Um, I've thought it through myself. 
And there was a a situation here where I was reading about this 93-year-old mother-in-law, Alice, uh, who finally kind of came around. It took quite a bit of of persistence and persuasion to get her to change, um, but she could certainly get a prize for stubbornness. But this this might be the way that you would approach it instead of this little acting scenario that we did a few minutes ago. (laughs) Maybe what you need to say is something like this, because what happened before is you were reactive. Okay. You made a statement. I'm concerned. I don't think you're safe here. She reacts to that statement. You react back again. The last podcast, we were talking about appropriate conversation and how to actually converse and not react. Right. So perhaps to start the conversation in their 50s or, you know, 40s. I don't know how old your parents are, but certainly a lot sooner than 60s, right. 70s when they might be needing some help. And if you haven't, that's okay. Right. There's still ways There's to always approach your a parents. That's There's, right. you know, and this would start be... Start now. This, yeah. Exactly. And even if we are in the situation where they are in their 70s and you're needing to approach it, here's a better way to do it. So what you might want to say to mom is instead, mom, I'm really worried. I know that you would never want to be a burden to me. And if you fell and got hurt, you would feel that that would then become a burden on me. So I might not be able to get there right away. And I know a neighbor who fell and was on the floor for three days because no one knew that she ever fell. So I need you to help me become less anxious about this, about you walking around your house and maybe falling. Would you consider us having a conversation about helping me become less anxious about this? So what that does... Mm-hmm. is that puts your mom in a situation of where she's not reacting to your you know bitterness or I'm telling you what to do you're saying to her I'm worried I'm anxious about this can you help me become less anxious and that opens up a real conversation between you and your loved one about discussing what's actually going on in the home it's it's not reactionary um, and, and most, most mothers or most loved ones do tend to have this tendency to want to help. You know, they want to go, oh my gosh, I don't want you anxious about this. Okay, let's talk I about it. You, I don't want to make you sad. I don't want to make right. you, I don't want to be a burden to you. Absolutely. So maybe it is time for, because a mother's love and a father's love is, is, is what it is. You That's know, right. like, and sometimes it's able, they're reactive to that. You're making me anxious and I'm scared. That's and right. they don't want to be a burden. Right. Of course they don't. And so these are the, these are the kind of hallmarks or the tips that you can use to try and not get people automatically anxious about discussing this. This is kind of like, this is real conversation time. This is time where you're like, we need to sit down and be real about this. And this is how you can do it. Instead of creating a an, an completely anxious conversation right off the bat, you can kind of say to them, you can be real and say, I'm worried. I'm worried about this. And, and I'm I'm having a lot of anxiety about this. And how, how can we fix this? You and know? it is, you can even tell them, Carrie, that it is affecting your whole life. Absolutely. Like the, you clock in at work, you've got eight hours. What is, what's happening with mom? So now you're running into the break room and calling mom. Like, right. are you okay? Are right. You, so it affects every part of you sometimes. Absolutely. And it's okay to share that in, in a way that isn't like accusatory. Well, if you think about it, that statement actually started about me. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it started about my worries and it, 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 this is your adult child that's talking to you. So when you describe it as your problem, 
Mm-hmm. It's not their problem. Right. You're not talking about their problem. Or what you're they talking, can't do anymore because correct. they're older. Right. You're talking about your problem. You're you're approaching this with them as in this is my problem with this. Right. Help me solve my problem. Exactly. Ma'am. Exactly. So you ask them to help you and to help you ease your worry, basically. And it, it starts a conversation on a lot more of a calm note about things. Maybe people don't automatically jump to being defensive about what it is that they can and can't do still. And it really just starts you off on trying to have a calm, open, real conversation about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. Because sometimes, you know, you you want to know how can we help you take a shower? You're noticing that they're not showering enough because they're afraid to step into that tub shower, you right. know. And so they're not doing that or they're not eating properly because all they're doing is microwaving meals, you know? Right. So, right. so you can tell your health is being affected by this and Correct. I'm, you're, you're my mommy. Right. Why are you doing this? Exactly. So basically with doing that, you can then describe what would make you feel better. Okay. So mom, I would feel so much better if you would let real services come and deliver a meal three days a week. Right. And it's not, you can't cook for yourself anymore, or you're not eating nutritious enough food because that's you statements. You are the problem. You are the problem. I'm not the problem. (laughs) Of course you're not. Of course you're not. (laughs) However, mom, I would feel better if you would let real services come in and deliver three meals at least a week. I mean, that way I would know that you're getting a nutritious meal and I don't feel like I've got to be rushing over here every night, making sure that you have got a meal for you. And if you preface it that way, let's let's start with three. Exactly. Right? Like, let's not say, I want real services to come in and they're going to bring you a meal every single day. Right. That's just too much sometimes for like, people to accept. Small steps. That's right. Let's, you know, see, see how things go. Well, and- then you can offer choices. You can offer, you know, so maybe you offer the choice between, you know, uh, real services coming in and offering it to you or another meal service, you know, coming in. So, do your research on some of this stuff before you sit down to have a conversation with your loved one so that because you still want them to understand that they do have a level of control over this. This is their life. Right. And so if you've done your due diligence and you've kind of got a few solutions or a few suggestions that you can offer to them, you're still acknowledging that you want them to still maintain as much control as they want to and as they can. We absolutely want to see this right. is the point is that we always want them to stay home and be as independent as possible. Mm-hmm. But they need need in order to continue to be independent, they need a little bit of help. And there's nothing wrong with that. But getting them to understand it is the right. problem. And and I will say this, standing on my head in the middle of Times Square, never tell your parents that you will always take care of them. Because that then becomes the assumption that you will always do everything for them. You will always keep them in their home or your home. And, you know, I've, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times. I, you know, I promised my parents I'd never put them in a nursing home. Oh, please, please, please. And that, my friend, is a burden. Yes. That, that is a huge that burden. That is a burden. Never, ever say that because honestly, you do not know what your future looks like tomorrow. That's right. So don't make those promises. Make the promises that, mom, I promise you, well, I always be extremely involved and know that you're safe. Right. 
you know, that's I'll what you can promise. I'll always be there for you. Absolutely. Which you can be there for them. But Assuming you can, that yeah. that's your future. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, and, and so you never want to make promises you can't keep. And those are, those are dangerous, slippery slope statements of I'll never send you to a nursing home. You know, I, I think what we best need to be saying is, is I will always make sure you have what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That that's, is the truth. That is the truth because that's what ultimately what we all want, whether that's our right. parents are being stubborn, you know, or I guess the word is not idiots because that's not the good word, but just they're just being stubborn exactly. and they just don't want to, you know, they don't do want to give up themselves. independence. Right. And so when, when you start getting faced with, with these various ways that you're giving up independence, I mean, whole other podcast ladies about roles changing in your lifetime. Right. So, that's, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is kind of roles that are reversing a little bit, but you know, there's, a, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. But I do want to touch base for a few minutes on those parents that absolutely assume that you will drop everything, run over, and fix their problem oh, right now. Oh, yeah, because that's a real boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Do we exactly. even have those? We really should. I need to talk to my parents about that. <laughs> I'm establishing some. I've I already mean, told my mom. Where did you go? That's I am. Right. Well, you know, we're all in the middle of this, right? right? I showed my mom the very beginning. You're starting. You're kind of like, I'm not sure where I am on I'm that. not sure where I am. Mm-hmm. I really am not, but I know that eventually it will become this. You know, I know that for a fact. And that's okay. This is is what I've taken on. And they both know that, you know, their future with me is very unclear because I don't know how much I can or cannot do. And I established that now while, you know, they're still decently independent. So, And and that is setting a boundary. And that's in what we, so what you need to do at that point when you've got a parent like that is you need to, really set those boundaries and set healthy boundaries for your time. So what you need to do is protect your own individuality. You know, you've got a family, you've got a job, you've got your own set of roles that they were in the middle of 30 years ago. So, you know, if you need to kindly remind them that you're in the middle of all of these roles that they were 30 years ago um, and make sure that you know that you have a right to your own life. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give up your life for anybody, no matter what they ever did for you in the entire world. You have the right to have your own life and you have the right to make sure that your parents are safe or your loved ones are safe and healthy. That goes back to exactly what I tell my children. I owe them nothing Mm -hmm. because I did what I was supposed to do. But on the other hand, they don't owe me. That's like, right. They don't owe because me a you relationship. Did what you were supposed they to do. don't That's owe right. me anything. Like, I'm glad I have one. Don't get Absolutely. me wrong. I'm stupid glad I mm-hmm. have a good relationship with them. But it's not something that is owed to either one of us. No, and I think that's where we need to unstick ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. is to realize, you know, I don't, I don't, nobody, you know, when I became a, a child to someone, no one in the world stepped up and said, and you must take care of this person for the rest of your life forever and ever. Amen. Right. It's not a marriage. No. I mean, it is your parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we can only extend ourselves as much as we can extend ourselves. And that's why setting these boundaries is important. Right. So you, you definitely need to reject any attempts by your loved ones to manipulate you through guilt or depression. Absolutely. Put a screaming stop to that right off the bat. Um, and, and, it's great if you don't, if you haven't experienced that yet. Okay. So if you haven't experienced that and you do experience that, er, breaks, right? But if you there. love me, you would. I don't want to be. And, and honestly, what you can flat out and honestly say is, you know, I'm not, I'm not really okay being manipulated through emotions. That's really not okay with me. So I, uh, here's what I'm willing to do. And you offer what you're willing to do. You offer the time and you need to stand your ground and you need to be able to say no. Cause guess what? 
Were you the type of parent that just let your child do seriously anything in the entire world and you never said the word no to any of your children ever? I'm, Good point. Well, I know my parents said no to me. Oh, yes. So. That's right. Look, if you talk Turn to my around, parents, they say I never play, listen right? to no. <laughs> <laughs> they said I never listened, but I know for a fact that no is no is no. That's right. As, an, as you know, they can say that, well, when you were a kid, okay, I was seven. Right. And you're not seven. That temper and I'm not seven. was real back in the day. <laughs> right. And, and I was they seven. they still are once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did I say 27 or seven? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. So stand your ground. And honestly, you know, this again is about setting boundaries and healthy boundaries. Just like you hopefully wouldn't have let your child speak to you in a way that was disrespectful. Don't take it from your parents either. Because honestly, once they get ensnared in acting like that, this it is just, just not stop. healthy. It, it, it does not stop. Parenting right? your parents is one of the hardest things you will ever have to do. Absolutely. And you definitely want to, just like you set boundaries for a child, mm-hmm. your child or your dog, or your cat, or whatever, right. your friends even, mm-hmm. you need to set boundaries because just because they're your parents right. does not mean they have the right to walk all over you. That's right. That's right. That's giving that's, somebody life does it, it, not mean nobody. they own you. And <laughs> it's, it that goes across the board for any relationship right. You're very that you true. have. Yes. But it's, it's really easy as a child, an adult child, to get kind of sucked into that guilt of, you know, especially if they kind of lay that word guilt on you every once in a while. Again, I say, stop, take a deep breath. Say to yourself, I don't appreciate being spoken to like this. So what do I need to do to go around that? So here's a, here's a solution or a suggestion of what you can say. I'm ready for it. Awesome. I would say, you're my mom. And I am always going to love you for as long as you live and beyond. But if you continue to act negatively as you are, I'm not going to like you very much right now. And if I don't like you, I'm going to visit you less often. And I'm going to shorten the amount of time that I spend with you at each visit. What I will not do is let myself become so angry and dislike you so much that I stop visiting you altogether. Before I do that, I will shorten contact to a few minutes a week and check in and you're just going to see things are going to start to decline between a relationship between you and I. And you know what? Is that not absolutely 100% the truth? It is the truth. It is. it is because you don't want to be around a person who's manipulating That's right. you. Negative what or is manipulative. The, because first of all, let's start, somebody's manipulating you. You start feeling se- your own guilt for allowing it to happen because right. you want to be your own person. You mm-hmm. don't want to be manipulated by anybody. No. And so you start pushing away from that person. And those, this is the person that you said you would do everything you could for. Right. You know, so you definitely want to set those boundaries and not allow them to be crossed. And, and say it to them flat out. You know, if if this is how it's going to continue to go, I, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to start fading away. I'm going to start making excuses on why I don't want to come over and help. So I'm ask, So what you need to say to them is, is I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for you to make the best of this situation. Let's be respectful and kind to each other. And and and. Just as much as you love me and I love you, we need to show dignity to each other. This is a helping relationship. I'm trying to help. Mm -hmm. We're trying to solve this problem together. Right. And it's okay to say those things to your parents or any other loved one that you have in in that situation. It's okay to say, I love you, Mm -hmm. but I do not like you Absolutely. Absolutely. You will always love your mother and dad or your aunt or uncle or even have a very kind and strong relationship with your neighbor, but nobody deserves to be treated like that. And it's absolutely your right to step up and start setting boundaries. 
Right. Is there any resources like books or anything like that that would help our you know, listeners? Sure. There's a couple of websites. Um, I'll tell you one that has a ton is AARP. AARP.org has a ton of information out there. Um, And another website called Aging in Place, aginginplace.org. So both of these are .org, AARP.org. And of course, this will be in the podcast um, description. So I will have all this information. Great. And so in AARP, they also have a, a planning guide for families, which is something that you can print out and just start writing down and and use it as a conversation to start right with these things. Just print, starting. You know what? I heard that you can start getting things from AARP before you're 50. Well, that okay. is true. Oh, oh, okay. Guys, guys, I'm not ready. But, just, <laughs> but it's true. Just wait, because I'm getting them. I'm oh, not oh, 50. That's right. And you're getting them already, aren't you? Already getting them. Yep. Not getting them. Well. Well, Maybe I'm going to get backhanded. Let me sign have... you up. <laughs> Sean, I was going to say, Sean is they getting on the website as I'm speak. sure that somebody somewhere signed they me don't up have as your, a joke. They don't have your email right? address. No. So let's just put it out there. I'm we telling you. Well, well <laughs> my older brother just turned 50 and he sent his, uh, well, I guess it's official in our family text message that he got. The, he's like, I guess, it's, I guess it's official. And I said, you're a half a century old before me. <laughs> Yeah, you'll always be half a century old before me. That's right, exactly. If, if I have nothing in this world, You've I have got that. that. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Unfortunately, I'm the oldest. Oh. Yeah, me too. But my brother's the grayest, so... Hey, I'm totally the grayest and the oldest, and that's okay. I'm t- I'm rocking this gray. You are. You are. I'm no, this I was gray. like when beautiful. You so Carrie, and we'll put it on the Tiki Talks. Carrie decided during COVID to grow her hair out, and mm-hmm. it was actually gray, and it is a beautiful color of gray. Like I hope that my little spider tendrils that come out of my temple are that pretty. You know, I was told this guy came up to me in a restaurant, and he was like, "Do you know how much money they pay in California for those kind of highlights?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know." It is all natural. <laughs> Exactly. It made me want to grow my own out. God does this. This yeah. is God's work. I would start growing my own out, but then Sean would be like, what is wrong with you? Um, you need to go get your hair done, Jen. <laughs> because it's not pretty like yours. Well, <laughs> we all can't be like this. I'm sorry, girls. That's it's right. yours. It's yours and you rock it, baby. You rock it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, Thank you, Carrie. These are definitely good tips. Yes. We need to remember that it's okay if our parents get upset with us too when we have these conversations yes. right? or our loved ones get upset. Yes, it is. It is okay. And that doesn't mean it's going to lead to an argument. Absolutely It not. just means that, okay, well, you're There's upset. Tension. That's right. You're There's upset and I get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go now while you think about what we talked about. You do not have to engage in an argument just no, because you're upset about That's it. That's right. And just because they're your parent. Right. Or they're your loved one. Right. You do not have to sit and Boundaries. That's yes, right. Yes, you can Boundaries, say, I, I see that you're upset about what I just said to you. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, and I'll give and you a we'll, call tonight we'll and see revisit. if you're ready to talk. Yep. You know, because I, un- and it's okay that they're upset. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with them being upset about the fact that they are aging and need a little bit of extra help. I know, I know for a fact that one of my parents is going to be great with it. The other one is already yeah. fighting. Right. And so I know which one is going to be which. Really? I do. Have you met them? I have. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Your mother. Unfortunately, I only have one to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Your mother is going to age gracefully. Very I'll just, gracefully. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. She's like Aubrey Hepburn up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, one is fighting a tooth and nail. God bless their soul. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Sometimes it just works out for that. Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Absolutely. It means the world to us that you have so much good information. We'll probably have you back because there's so many other things that you know. If she'll come back. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe next time we need to have a puppy here for me to play with. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, definitely. We can handle it. Definitely. Hopefully you like big puppies because she's getting big. Uh, And, well... Jack and Danny will one day get along. I'm hopefully, hopefully Danny. Would Danny's a little bit more mature? Mm. Yeah, well. or yeah, I don't know. We'll see. In puppy years, anyway. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody, we love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for joining. If you have any questions, concerns, comment, critique, caregiverschenanigans.com. You're more than welcome to write us, and we love you. We love you. We love you. Bye.